Welcome to the Become New podcast with John Ortberg. We're in a series right now called Habit, where we're looking at the daily practices that shape the people we become. If you like this podcast, you can share it with a friend or give us a review wherever you're listening. That will help us spread the word. For more resources, visit becomenew.me. Now here's John. God is here right now. I want you to think about God and His presence for a moment right now. And let your mind come back to that thought about once a minute for the next 10 or so minutes. For this is the day the Lord has made. We will rejoice and be glad in it. And today we come to what is really the ultimate habit, the supreme habit, and the world's greatest game. We're invited to this one all over the place in Scripture. Pray continually without ceasing. Or Psalm 16, I set the Lord always before me. Or walk with God. And the idea here is to live in God's presence, to live in the awareness of God, in continual interaction with God. And that happens primarily in my mind, in my thoughts, as I speak to God. I invite God to be with me right now. I'm here with you, but he's here with us. And so I don't depend just on me. I had a prayer director a long time ago, Sister Jean, and I would talk with her about my praying. And very often it would be this pattern. I would say, I went to pray, and then I noticed when it was done how tired I had been. And she would ask me, and did you speak to the Lord about this? No. Or that I had been feeling sad or that I was distracted. Always that same question. And what I've come to learn, particularly in this series on habits, is she was inviting me to make the events and circumstances of my life cues that would cause me to want God, to think about God, and then to respond by seeking God and and have that habit and the experience of God's presence in my life. It's remarkable how often we do not do this and we close ourselves off from God's presence and action in our lives. Neil Plantinga has a wonderful little book. It's called Under the Wings of God that's just come out. Page 21 He talks about how a seminary student went to visit a seriously sick old woman. She was sick of being sick and old, and she wanted to die. She wanted the Lord to take her home. And so the seminary student asked her a few questions. Do you know God? Do you believe in him as your Savior? Yes, she did. Do you believe God will take you home and uh, reach out and carry you to himself? And she said, oh, yes, I believe that. And then this young seminarian asked, well, have you ever had somebody pray for you about this? Have you ever told God that you are ready to be done with this life and ask him if he would take you? No, the old woman said, I've never done that. Okay, the student said, would you like me to pray for you? Yes, the woman said, I would like that a lot. So the student prayed a prayer, Neil writes, and went something like this, oh God, Mrs. Tiffany has suffered a long time now. She's your daughter, she believes in you. Please take her to yourself soon so that she may be at peace with Christ. The woman died on the spot. Now, this is Neil Planning, a very, very bright, very responsible thinker, Calvin College and Seminary. The woman died on the spot. The student was so speaked, he never mentioned his prayer to anybody for three years. He hadn't meant it to come to that. He hadn't expected God to act. It was only a prayer. And Neil writes, part of why we are so alarmed often when we read about Jesus in the New Testament is because Jesus is God on the loose. 
And when God is on the loose, anything can happen. Resurrection can happen. Anything can happen in my life, in your life. And of course, we live in a world that is so full of mystery and wonder and that which is unpredictable and marvelous and weird and painful that, yes, a great power is on the loose. And only somebody who is cloddish in mind, heart, thought, spirit could fail to see it. So our life is a mass of habits, but the great habit, the master habit, the ultimate habit is to set God always before me, to turn to him in my mind over and over and over. Frank Laubach, who some of us learned from, read about a little while ago, uh, had a wonderful approach to this practice, and he called it the game with minutes. He said, practicing the presence of God is not on trial. It has been tried and proved by countless thousands. And we need them. Our world desperately needs some people who are running experiments, who are seeing how far they can carry God into their lives or allow God to carry them. So here was an approach that Frank Lobbick himself did, led an extraordinary life and invited other people. And that is to make this into a kind of a game. That's often how habits get built. And you might take an hour, but we're doing it right now. Think about God right now. Think about God right now. God is here with you. He'll help you. Turn your mind. Take an hour and see in how many minutes you can turn your mind to God for at least one second. And then that's the game. And here's part of what he says. They actually, here's what he says. Your score will be low at first, but keep trying, for it constantly becomes easier, and after a while, it is almost automatic. It follows the well-known laws of habit forming. Again, people who are wise about spiritual transformation have always understood the fundamental role of habits. Not mechanical, not routine, not arbitrary, not imposed on the outside, but the way that God created our lives and our embodied selves. If you try to ride shorthand at first, it's very awkward. It's true when you learn to play the piano or ride a bicycle or use any new muscles. When you try this game with minutes, you discover spiritually you are still a very weak infant. A babe in the crib seizes upon everything in hand to pull himself to his feet, wobbles, falls exhausted. Then he tries again, each time standing a little longer than before. We are like that babe when we begin to try to keep God in mind. We need something we can cling to. Our minds wobble and fall and then rise to a new effort. Pause right now. Think about God. God is here with you. Turn your mind to him. Um, Each time we try, we shall do better. And then he talks about how to do this experiment. He actually used to do it sometimes in churches. And uh, they would give out a scorecard to people. He said, you have a good chance of starting well if you begin in church, provided the sermon is about God. And they actually gave out strips of paper to people that said, game with minutes, scorecard, during this hour I thought of God at least once each minute for X number of minutes. And then just saw how well people did with that. And then he says, while going home from church, can you win your game with minutes when passing people on the street? Yes. Experiments have revealed a sure way to succeed. Offer a swift prayer for people at whom you glance. 
It's easy to think of an instantaneous prayer while looking people straight in the eye. And the way people smile back at you shows that they like it. It is no wonder that Labak lived such a magnetic and remarkably impactful life. For example, we may say, dear companion, that is Jesus, what can we do together for this man whom we are passing? Then we whisper what we believe Christ would answer. Encourage, help, ask, walk alongside, contact. Then where do we look for Christ when we're playing the game with minutes? We have a right to use any aid that proves useful. One such aid is to think of Christ as in a definite location. Of course, he's a spirit everywhere at once. Therefore, anywhere we realize him to be. Many of us win our game nearly all of some days by realizing his unseen presence sitting in a chair or walking in beside me as I'm walking. Or on a train or in a crowd, we whisper God or Jesus or Christ constantly as we gaze at each person near us. We try to see double as Christ does. We see the person as she is and the person as Christ longs for her to be. While in conversation. When you reach home, you find a group of friends engaged in ordinary conversation. Can you remember God at least once a minute? Remember God right now. You can have a picture of Christ in front where you can glance at it frequently. Have an empty chair beside you. Keep humming to yourself a favorite old hymn or devotional song. When at the table, if possible, have an empty chair for your invisible guest. Another useful aid is to remember what the Quakers believe about every meal. Jesus told us, eat this in remembrance of me. And the Quakers believe that he meant that not just over consecrated bread, but all food, so that every mouthful is his body broken for you. What about reading? While you're reading a newspaper or a magazine or something online, read it to him. If you're on Facebook, read it before his face. Talk to him about it. When thinking, if you lean back and think about some problem deeply, how can you remember God? You can do it by forming a new habit. All thought employees, silent words, really just conversation with your inner self. Instead of talking to yourself, you now form the habit of talking with God. And that becomes a habit. When walking alone, you're strolling along. Right behind me, there's a couple of tiny little uh, yellow rosebuds just coming up. I look at them and I think, God made them and God delights in them. I stop and smell the roses. My last thought. We are sure that there is a picture of Christ or a Bible or a cross or some other object where it will greet our closing eyes as we fall asleep. Think about God right now. We continue to whisper any words of endearment our hearts suggest. If all day long we have been walking with him, we shall find him the dear companion of our dreams. That's the game with minutes. Think about him right now and just stop and think, how many times over the last 10 minutes have you turned in your mind to God at least one second? That's your score in your first practice of the game with minutes. If that doesn't help you, don't use it. Try something else. The ultimate habit is to walk in joy and power and grace and strength together with our friend Jesus. For love, is habit for me. 
Hi, I'm Tim. Thanks for joining us. You mean so much to us as a community, and we hope that this series helps you build some new habits in your life to help you grow spiritually one day at a time. And we want to hear from you throughout this series. If you have questions, you can put them in the comment box wherever you're watching, or you can email us or text us. And at the end of the series, we're going to sit down with John and talk about some of your questions. For more resources, you can visit becomenew.me. And to spread the word, you can hit subscribe, share this video with a friend, or give us a review on podcasts wherever you're listening. 